Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, it's not Andrea K tonight. Matlock filling in for Andrea K here on the Answer San Diego. Welcome in on a Thursday night, boy. Do I have a show for you? We've got all kinds of things happening in the world today. And I was just talking to the producer here. I mean, it just seems to get crazier and crazier as uh, we go along. So I got a great show for you, Ron DeSantis. We're going to spend some time in Florida talking about special sessions of the legislature talking about the COVID, talking about who should be liable for making you put this vaccine in your body, or as I called it, therapeutic. And then we're going to take a trip around the White House because today, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who you remember, um, wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. And old turtle Mitch McConnell decided he was going to sit on that that nomination. And I'll have to tell you, I'm kind of glad he did after seeing what happened today. We're going to talk about uh, domestic terrorists as parents at the school board. We're going to talk about Merrick Garland's son-in-law and daughter and how they're making some money. And we're going to talk about critical race theory in a letter because it seems like as we watch our intelligence communities and our Department of Justice, they seem to be awful political these days. So that's what's coming up here on the program. If you want to reach out to me, here's how you can do it. The Matt Lock Show on Telegram is where I'm spending most of my days. I'm telling you, I finally got fed up with social media. Um, I do a little bit on Twitter, at Real Matt Lock. I do a little bit um, on other places. You can find me all of those, at Real Matt Lock. Gab, I'm sticking around a little bit more now. It seems like you can get your voice out there. But Telegram's my main deal, so if you want to go find me, the Matt Lock Show on Telegram, and you want to talk along as the show goes on today, I've got that open and we can discuss it. So, let's get started. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I mean, this guy is a rock star. I wish I had him here in Fort Worth, Texas. I really do. Uh, Governor Abbott's done okay. Governor Abbott seems to be five or six days behind Ron DeSantis. Uh, Governor Abbott's done some things down here in Texas I haven't liked. He's done some things I like. He's got some primary challengers in Don Huffines, Chad Prather, and Alan West. But Ron DeSantis is leading the pack here. This guy is showing America what it means to be conservative, what it means to be constitutional. I know that's kind of a crazy thought these days. I know that trying to live by the Constitution and, you know, the law set forth and enumerated powers that they've given to the federal government seems a little odd. The left wants to get rid of it. But DeSantis has been just giving master courses in what's supposed to look like for individual freedoms and rights. So today, Mr. DeSantis announced he's calling the Florida legislature back for a special session. He wants to address this intrusive vaccine mandate and create protections for his citizens of Florida who risk losing their jobs. I mean, isn't that breathtaking, right? You should not. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'll be upfront with you. I'm not anti-vax. You know, it's my body, my choice, right? The left runs around with abortion and everything else and these women and, you know, all the stuff. They say, my body, my choice. You know, you can't tell me what to do with my body. It's my choice. I can do it, even though there's a live human being inside of your body. But now the very same people are like, no, it's not your choice anymore. 
It's not your body, your choice. You're going to get the vaccine because I tell you so. When did when did my when, let me ask you this? When did it become my responsibility to take care of your health? When did it become your responsibility to take care of your neighbor's health? When did it become the responsibility of the group to take care of everybody else? This is what the question we should be asking, and this is the question that Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is asking. Look, this is intrusive. He stressed an individual's right to earn a living shouldn't be contingent on what they put in their body. You know, I want to take it a step farther. I I want to take it a step farther. What if the government told you that uh, because you smoke, you couldn't work? What if the the government told you because you're obese, you can't work? I mean, are, are we going down that path as America? Because if the government can tell you what you need to put in your body, is it your body anymore? You know, I was up on Eagle Mountain Lake yesterday. I went to a uh, get-together for Republicans, and I was listening to this candidate's, you know, platform and whatnot, and he was talking about property tax. Same thing. We rent, I mean, if you really look at all of this, as Americans, we rent our property from the government. I own a home here in Fort Worth, Texas. My wife and I pay property tax, and we're going to pay property tax probably till the day we die. I'm sure you do there in San Diego as well. I'm sure you're paying property tax on your property, and you're probably going to pay it till you die. So do you really own your property, or do you just lease it from the government? Because you go get a mortgage, right? You go get a bank note for the sum of money that you want to buy your your primary residence for, right? Whatever that may be, you pay off that bank note and you own the house, right? Wrong. Don't pay your taxes and see what happens. The government has the right to put a lien, a first lien on your property. They own your home. And I found it interesting as this candidate was talking because he was absolutely correct. You don't own your property. You don't own your business. You don't own any of that stuff. The government does. Because if you don't pay the government, you don't have a business. You don't have a home. So here's yet again going down that same line of thought. The government can tell you to put a therapeutic shot in your body. What's the next thing they can tell you to put in your body? What food you eat? What you'll drink, you can't drink alcohol, you can't drink uh, tequila or beer or wine, you can't smoke, you can't eat fatty foods, you can't eat foods high in cholesterol, you can't eat red meat. See, we're giving the government way too much power. And Governor Ron DeSantis knows this. And he's stressing individual rights. By the way, your rights don't come from government. They come from your creator. The government works for you. So DeSantis come out, came out today. He says, we're here to announce we need to take action to protect Florida jobs. We have a situation now, unfortunately, in our country where we have a federal government that is very much trying to use the heavy hand of government to force a lot of these injections. You know, and I want you to know, and I think you do know this, that DeSantis has pushed vaccines. He's pushed them. Down in Florida, getting the elderly, getting the vulnerable. Well, whoever wants to get that shot, he has pushed it. But he's also emphasizing 
that his administration's fundamental belief is that people should have basic medical freedom and individual choice. Ultimately, an individual's right to earn a living shouldn't be contingent on your medical history. See, that's where we're currently at in this country, and it's crazy, right? DeSantis noted the state worked hard to provide these vaccines to the elderly who wanted them, but said that he made it clear from day one. They would make them available for all, but mandate the shots for none. That's the way. And I I think you're seeing a lot of pushback here. I know personally in my life, and I'll tell you, I'm not mad. I'm not vaccinated. My wife and I got the coronavirus. We were cool before it was cool. My wife and I got sick back in January of 2020. And I will guarantee you we had the COVID. We felt bad. We were under the weather for five or six days. We felt like we had a bad case of the flu, had a nagging cough, a low-grade fever, just didn't feel real well. And so we wrote it out. We just thought we had the flu. We just thought we didn't feel good. We kept going to work. We kept going on with our lives. We kept doing everything that was necessary. And about six or seven days later, we were back up on our feet. And then about 10 days later, we were 100%. And I read an article yesterday doing my show, the Matlock Show podcast. I read an article yesterday where now the scientists are telling us that natural immunity only lasts about 16 or 17 months. So I thought to myself, I'm pretty good in math, and I'll walk you through it here in a minute, slowly, for some of you liberals that may be listening out there. But uh, if I got sick in January of 2020... It's now been January 2021, and we're coming up on January of 2022. So that would be 24 months. There's 12 months in a year, 12 times 2, 24. We're going into November. We've got two months left before January. So if my math is correct, which I'm pretty sure it is, I've now been 22 months without the virus. Uh, That's way past 16 or 17 months, isn't it? You know, there's a thing in your body called T-cells. I mean, the human body is amazing. It's amazing with the antibodies and the white cells and the T-cells and how we take care of infections and how we heal and all that, right? So the left will say, oh, you know, the antibodies, the antibodies. You know, we're not getting these antibody tests. But our body remembers. Our body remembers what the virus looks like. And I saw also another story yesterday where there's another variant of the Delta virus. And I think to myself, how would they know? How would they know that there's another variant of the virus? Are they running these tests of different variants to do it? No. Heck, the PCR tests aren't even correct half the time because of all the cycles and spins and all the things they're doing. And we know that the guy that created the test said, look, to get an accurate test out of this, you need somewhere between five to 10 revolutions. And we're running 40 and 50, which means the higher the revolutions, the more little tidbits you're going to pick up. And you're going to pick up every virus known to man in your test. And then we're going to call it COVID. So we're making all this up to make you fear. We're doing different variants to make you fear. And in the end, there may not be as much fear. But beside the point, your individual rights and liberties come first. And I know people get, oh, Matlock, you got to feel, you got to protect. Hey, I feel for the elderly. I feel for the infirmed. I feel for the sick. I feel for the people that are not in good health. I do. Conservatives are compassionate people. But I'm going to tell you, 
My compassion only goes so far as to you violating my individual rights. So on the other side, here's what the governor's going to do. He's forcing coronavirus vaccines to be liable for adverse reactions. We're going to talk about that and much more. Matlock filling in for Andrea Kay. You're listening to The Answer San Diego. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Matt Locke, host of the Matt Locke Show, sitting in for Andrea K tonight. I'm sitting here browsing social media, and old Joe Puddin' Pop is at a CNN town hall with Anderson Cooper, and I've got the volume turned off, so I don't know what he's saying, but he looks ridiculous saying it. So I now know what I'm going to talk about on my show tomorrow. But nonetheless, I told you before the break that we were going to discuss what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida, because I like this. I'm going to tell you right now, I like this. Businesses that force employers to get the coronavirus vaccine as a condition of, of employment. And they meant employees. They wrote, they wrote the article wrong here. So businesses that force employees to get the coronavirus vaccine as a condition of employment should be held liable for the adverse reactions. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said today, after announcing he is calling the legislature back for a special session today to, you know, obviously protect people's jobs and livelihood from this vaccine mandates. Quote, he says, we'll be calling the legislature back for a special session. He announced on Thursday during a press conference in Pinellas County, Florida. Now, we talked about this. You should have the ability to work. You should have the ability to provide for your family. I mean, when you start taking away people's ability to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads and take care of their families, you're going to get a lot of irritated people. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of people have been sitting on the sidelines of this little battle. And I keep saying it in my show every single day. We're at this point of the history of this country where we're heading toward a national divorce. We've got two completely polar opposite sides of the spectrum fighting out over which one is going to take over America. Because that's what's going to happen. America as we know it might be gone. I hate to say that. The constitutional republic that you and I, I'm 47 years old, we learned about in history class in high school, it may be over. I mean, we're watching as our rights are being swiftly taken away. We're watching. I mean, look at Australia. I just came out with a new shirt. Don't Australia my America. Over in Australia, they're putting people in internment camps, right? They're making you put an app on your telephone in Australia, so they know where you're at. Canada, the same thing. They're literally tracking your every move. That's not freedom. That's servitude. You're in servitude to your government. And now they're making you put this medication 
into your body and saying, well, we're not liable for it. What, what do you mean? You're making me do it. You're making me put something in my body I don't want to do, but you're not liable. If I get sick, if I die, if I get an enlarged heart, if I get scarred lungs, if I get blood clots, I mean, I can go on. There's been side effects to all of this. You're now not liable for putting a substance in my body that I did not want. That just doesn't make any sense. So DeSantis said, hey, we want to make sure individuals in Florida have their livelihoods and their jobs protected. And he says, and I think this is something. When we were doing the last legislative session, it would have never occurred to me that we would be in a situation that we are with some of the insanity that is raining down right now, explaining that his administration initially provided some of the strongest coronavirus liability protections for businesses as they remained a primary concern last year. He says, we didn't think Business should, businesses should be getting sued over this. And so we provide, we provide probably the strongest COVID liability protection very early on, and we're glad to do it. Of course you should do it. This should be the norm. Okay. You're going to run through OSHA, right? This is what President Putin Pop did. He went through OSHA, made, made a decision and said, look, we're going to write a memorandum. Uh, If you have over 100 employees, you're going to mandate that all of your employees get vaccinated. Crazy, right? Because he's working through OSHA. He's working through a safety organization, not the government. OSHA was set up so that you would have healthy working environment in these factories where you work so you weren't dying. And now they're weaponizing the very entities they created to keep you safe. And who would have ever thought that you could run through OSHA or you would run through the EPA or the CDC? These folks aren't elected. You didn't vote on putting them in there. These are bureaucrats who think they can run your life. And you're going to see, I hate to say this, and I've said this before on my show, you're going to see in about three to five years those commercials on TV like you see with uh, asbestos, uh, mesothelioma. You see, if if you've had a case of mesothelioma and you've been stuck in a factory against your will, please call Logan Scott and Grime so you can figure out what kind of, you know, damages you can collect. You know, we're heading down that path. We're heading down that path. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, I give kudos to Florida governor Ron DeSantis. You know, Governor Greg Abbott down here in Texas came out a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I'm going to write an executive order that says you cannot mandate vaccines in private, public, or government businesses, right? Fine. Thought that wouldn't be so bad. But the problem is it hasn't went through the legislature. And as a conservative, as someone who's for limited government, I look at that and I say, I don't like the fact that the federal government mandates anything to me, right? I also don't like the fact that my governor is mandating that the federal government can't do something. Both are wrong. Both should be gone. Both shouldn't happen.
It should just be common sense. You have the choice. It's up to you. You get the vaccine or you don't. Crazy, crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's it's wild to have common sense. It's But the government, it's not the government's business. This whole IRS thing. I have an interview tomorrow with, uh, well, I can't remember his name over at Breitbart News, and we're going to talk about this IRS deal, where the IRS can go into your bank account, and they want to make it for as little as a $600 transaction to spy on you. That's illegal search and seizure. You have to have a warrant to come in and look at my information. You know, you just can't give out my IRS tax information to people. That's my information. They wanted Trumps and all that stuff, and here we are. All right, coming up on the other side, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shift some gears, okay? Attorney General Merrick Garland was up on Capitol Hill today talking about domestic terrorists as parents, school boards, uh, CRT, all this stuff. And you're not going to believe some of the things that were said there. I mean, my mind is blown. I'm going to get into that and much more. If you want to connect with the show tonight, here's how you do it. The Matlock Show over on Telegram, at Real Matlock on all of my social medias. I'm checking them. As we go throughout the show, but coming up next, Merrick Garland, parents, CRT. Do you have any say in your children's education? Should you? And is it time to get involved with your local school board and everything else that you do? Don't go anywhere, Matlock. Filling in for Andrea Kay. You're listening to The Answer San Diego. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's The Andrea Kay Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, I don't know if I would want to be known as the donut queen. I mean, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, I don't like donuts, but then again, I'm not the size of Andrea Kay. Welcome back to Andrea Kay Show. I'm Matt Locke, filling in for Andrea. She'll be back tomorrow, but I'm going to take you to the White House today. Well, I'm going to take you to Capitol Hill. How about that? Because up on Capitol Hill today, we had Attorney General Merrick Garland um, in front of, I'm not for sure which committee. Does it really matter anymore? I mean, honestly, is government even working for us anymore? I had an interview today with Ned Ryan, my good friend over at uh, American Majority, And he's talking about, you know, the grifter class of Republicans. And it just seems to me, I'm going to say this, it seems to me as if Republicans are just out there trying to get likes and retweets on their social media. You know, they talk a great big game and they got all these followers and and they think they're celebrities, I guess, not citizen statesmen. And they go up on Capitol Hill, and God bless them. I mean, Jim Jordan said some some really um, on-point things today with Merrick Garland. Um, I know uh, uh, Chip Roy down here in Texas, where I'm from, same thing. Uh, Jerry Nadler, you know, he's so flustered, he's saying innuendo and all that stuff. But uh, there's a letter. So our attorney general. Our number one law person in the country, right? Our, our, our number one law enforcement person in the country. Supposed to be protecting our rights as citizens, upholding the laws written by the Constitution, right? Well, the country's largest school board association collaborated with the Biden White House 
before sending this controversial letter calling on the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, my friends, to investigate parents as potential domestic terrorists. He, he actually, Merrick Garland admitted that he took the word of the National School Boards Association to target parents. I mean, Jim Jordan asked him. Jim Jordan's like, well, have you investigated? No. So you literally just read a letter from this school board association saying that you should designate parents as domestic terrorists. I mean, this is absurd, people. This is off the charts wild. The emails that were obtained by parents defending education through public records request and reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon revealed that the National School Board Association's president and CEO sent a letter to Joe Biden on September 29th without approval from the organization's board. The letter said that the acts of some parents at school board meetings across the country could be considered a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. Let's talk about hate crimes, shall we? Let's talk about the transgender boy who raped the young girl in the bathroom and the father in Loudoun County, Virginia, got arrested. I'm going to tell you, folks, if my daughter is in that situation, they would have been pulling me out of that school board meeting probably dead. It is insane to watch what is happening in our country with this educational system. And look, I'm not going to go into the transgender and the LGBTQ elemental P thing tonight because it's not on the docket. But that's what these school boards and Merrick Garland, the number one law enforcement person in the country, are calling these parents. The emails also show that the White House asked the association for examples of threats against the school board members day before Attorney General Merrick Garland created a task force of officials from the FBI and the Justice Department to determine how to prosecute alleged crimes at school board meetings. But they covered up the transgender boy's rape of the daughter, and then he did it again. We're not sending a task force out for that. We're not sending any law enforcement out for that. We're covering that up because, you know, those are the right groups of people that we need on the Democrat docket. But we're going to investigate parents who are showing up at these school board meetings going, this is not what my property taxes are paying for the education of my children who are not getting educated. We live in some crazy times. And Jim Jordan made a real good point today. That video's up somewhere. It's about four minutes long. But he made a point today. He's like, we've been sending the FBI, we've been sending the DOJ letters to look into all kinds of things. And yet, this school board association sends the president a letter on the 29th and literally literally three, four days later, there's a task force created to look into it. I mean, this is, this is the America we're living in. This is the America we're living in. And of course, Attorney General Merrick Garland admits he took their word. They didn't even investigate. 
The FBI didn't show up. They didn't interview. They didn't investigate. They took the word of the association's letter and then made the task force. Wow. That's incredible, isn't it? So Jim Jordan says, when did you first review the data concerning the so-called disturbing uptick of violence at these school board meetings? So Mary Garland says, so I read the letter. And we have been seeing over time. And Jordan says, so wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a second. So you read the letter? That's your source? You read the letter? He says, are, are there some studies or some investigations Someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick or did you just take the words of the National School Boards Association? You know, this is the same FBI that has spent hours going over video from the Capitol insurrection trying to find grandma who was walking through the rotunda. This is the same. FBI that went to Bubba Wallace's pit garage and saw the pull down and thought it was a noose. This is the same FBI that literally has been politicized by the Biden administration. If you so much as step out of line, we're coming for you. The insurrectionists up on Capitol Hill from January 6th who are still rotting in a jail cell, who can't get parole, who can't get let out. No one's getting tried for insurrection. They're getting tried for trespassing. No one's one's getting tried for insurrection. Nobody was armed. We've got tens of thousands of hours of video, but the thing you're doing is you're weaponizing the Federal Bureau of Investigation against parents who are concerned about the education that their children are receiving on their dollar. This is the America we now live in. You, as a parent, should be at every school board meeting. You should be at every Zoom meeting. You should be everywhere. I've got a friend in Fort Wayne, Indiana, who is sending me emails from Northwest Allen County schools up there talking about Zoom meetings and safety and the police, and it is mind-blowing. And I'm like, have you been to these school board meetings? Yes. Have anybody been disrespectful? Has there been violent altercations? I mean, what would make them take this road he's like no there's been none of that people have he says people have raised their voices against the school board they've come with their grievances on curriculum and that's what we're going to get into in the final segment here is this curriculum i had the opportunity to sit down with tim barton from wall builders I had them on my show one time. They're here in Weatherford, Texas. They're amazing men. But I got to sit down and talk about the 1619 Project. I got to talk about critical race theory. And now you have to understand and be aware that it no longer is CRT. See, the left knows the negative connotations that are being shown with critical race theory. So what have they done? The same thing that the liberal, the liberal left always does. 
They just change definition of words and they change uh, meanings. They change labels. So now it's social and emotional learning. And we're going to get into that coming up next because I'm going to tell you. Merrick Garland's son-in-law and daughter are making millions of dollars on that curriculum that is being forced into public schools that your children have to learn. And I can't wait till you hear his reply. Go find me, The Matlock Show, over on Telegram. Matlock filling in for Andrea Kay. You're listening to The Answer San Diego. Get more from The Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, welcome back. Final segment to Andrea Kay Show. Matt Locke, guest hosting for the, I think Andrea's talking somewhere to somebody important. But not me. But a final segment here of the program, we're talking about Attorney General Merrick Garland. And we're talking about critical race theory and domestic terrorists that parents have been labeled as and all of this really ridiculous stuff. And today I was watching a video. So I had a two o'clock phone conference with a company and I was watching video in my studio this afternoon, just kind of passing the time. I wasn't really show prepping. I was just, you know, digesting the news. That's what I do every single day. And, you know, I, I was watching this video of I can't remember the representative who was questioning Merrick Garland, but he asked him, he says, you know, sir. And, and he was very polite. I, I mean, I could not be, I had a guy the other day ask me, he says, Matt, what's your ultimate goal? Do you want to run to be a politician? I'm like, oh no, 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 no. They'd shoot me or something stupid. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be a great politician because sitting in that place and that time with that representative, I mean, he had the patience of Job. I wouldn't have that, right? It'd be like, look here. And then explicatives would fly and we would get in an argument. So this this gentleman asked Merrick Garland several times, don't you think that we should seek an ethics review over the alleged family ties you have with your son-in-law and daughter in this deal? He said, don't you think that? And Merrick Garland just literally kept avoiding the question. He kept saying the same thing. Oh, well, there's no conflict of interest. There's no, none. And and the guy's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter what you think. There's a reason that we have oversight committees. There's a reason we do things the way that we do them in America. You don't get to decide if your actions are ethical or not, right? You don't. Now, this issue arose because of a report that Merrick Garland's son-in-law, Alexander Tanner, had promoted tenants of CRT, critical race theory, through his educational data firm, while Garland was cracking down on parents objecting to CRTV at recent school board meetings. So, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law is a co-founder of an educational data mining company that promotes the tenets of critical race theory. The report noting Garland's family ties to CRT comes in the wake of the Attorney General's memorandum directing the FBI to mobilize against parents who oppose it. 
I mean, is that not that that right there is the absolute definition of conflict of interest. Now, Panorama, that's this company that uh, Mr. Tanner works for, Panorama, produces data mining surveys for schools, including equity and inclusion surveys, and conducts professional development training in areas of equity and inclusion for teachers and administrators. So Rep. Mike Johnson, that's who it was. Here it is, Rep. Mike Johnson. He asked Garland about whether he had sought ethics review from counsel within the Department of Justice. And of course, Merrick Garland's like, no. And then he would go back over his talking point. Well, there's no conflict of interest. And Mr. Johnson, I'm going to tell you, uh, the man patient. And he must have asked, I mean, I'm watching this video and I'm sitting there. And it was probably, I don't know, five or six minutes long. And he would ask Merrick Garland, well, do you think... There should be a panel, an ethics review, something along the lines. I mean, obviously, this is a conflict of interest. You're taking the FBI, you're using the Department of Justice to shut down opposition to the very thing your family makes money on. Do you not see that as a conflict of interest? And of course, once again, Merrick Garland starts spouting off. I mean, he must have, if I I watch, I'll say it was six minutes long. I will bet you Merrick Garland spent at least two minutes of that six-minute clip saying the exact same phrase six or seven times. He just would not answer the question. And so I took to Twitter. Because this is what I do. I took to Twitter and I said, you know, this is exactly what you would expect. I said, of course, Attorney General Merrick Garland sees no conflict of interest. Admitting so would make him guilty of what we know he is. His son-in-law and daughter are getting rich off pushing CRT and labeling parents domestic terrorists. We know, you know... America knows that we're living in a time where our intelligence communities are politicized. And I find it so amazingly hypocritical because as we live through the Trump years, right, the President Trump presidency, the four years of that, all we heard from the left was that Donald Trump was a dictator, right? That he was going to tell you what to do. He was going to tell you how to do it. He was going to make your life a living mess. He was, And that never happened. It never happened. The left so badly wanted President Trump to be that guy. They so badly wanted to be able to report on the fact that Trump was jamming conservative edicts down our throat. It was unconstitutional. He was weaponizing bar. He was weaponizing sessions. He was using the attorney general. I mean, I, I, I wasn't a Bill Barr fan. 
wasn't at the beginning, wasn't at the end. You know, I, I feel for Republicans because they've got it five times worse than any Democrat ever does. But Bill Barr wasn't a friend of Trump. Bill Barr wasn't weaponized against the left. Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions weren't out there skirting the law and making money in their families. I mean, if you put the shoe on the other foot, and this was Bill Barr and his family with this critical race theory and money and programs and businesses, it would be 24-7 news every single night, every single outlet until they ran Bill Barr out of the position. So I got to ask the question as we finish up the show here tonight, where are the Republicans? Where is the opposition party? You now saw today with all of the questioning of Merrick Garland, there's a, I'm actually glad that Mitch McConnell sat on his nomination for the Supreme Court. He would have been a disastrous Supreme Court justice, period. And I'm glad to see that. Did I like the way it happened? Not really. Once again, limited government and all the things and choice, and maybe you put him up for a choice and away we go, all that stuff, right? But as I watched what took place today, up on Capitol Hill, that is my final question of the show today. Republicans, what what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about the fact that our intelligence agencies are being weaponized against patriots? That's what it is, right? We, we are being crucified. We are being held to a different standard. We are being unjustly policed by a president. And I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Biden's not leading the country. It's the people in behind him. Joe Biden's a distraction. He doesn't even know which microphone to talk into most of the time or what he's saying or what story or tablecloth or where he was at. He was somewhere today and he didn't even know what he was talking about. Joe Biden's not there. The scary thing is who's pulling the strings And how, Republicans, it's time. It's time to stand up. It's time to figure it out. It's time to make some noise. And it's time to start putting people into place because this isn't legal what we're seeing. Guys, gals, that's it. Hour comes and goes of this fantastic. Go check me out, thematlockshow.com. Monday through Friday, I do a podcast. I have a good time. Um, I'm a little bit more brash than I am here. Andrea K will be back tomorrow. Go follow me, The Matlock Show, on Telegram, at Real Matlock, on all my social medias. That's it. All right, San Diego, stay classy. I'm out of here.